Hey everybody, before we get started, just in case you are alone on Christmas, or maybe unboxing you, you didn't quite get what you wanted or you wanted to treat yourself or something like that, go to our Tee Public store, tpublic.com slash stores slash miscast dash commentary, or find the link on our website, and you can pick any of our shirts or designs. You can get it on a mug, you can get it on whatever you want. Use the coupon code MISCASTTREAT30 at the checkout and you can get 30% off between Christmas Day and December 30th. So go to Tee Public today, check out some of our latest designs and get some for yourself right away. Frosty Snowman is very happy, so the coin cup, I can't sing all the other words. No? Okay. No, that's all right. That was all right. This episode brought to you by McAllister Home Security. Because guns don't kill people, micro-machines do. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're watching Home Alone, and you're listening to Miscast Commentary. You're listening to Miscast Commentary. Where two guys have seen way too many movies and have way too much time on their hands. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Now here's your hosts, Joe Finley and Todd Murray. Hey everybody, Merry Christmas and welcome to Best Cast Commentary. I'm Joe Finley. I'm Carrie Finley. I'm Abby Findlay. I'm Reese And the family is all here for a Christmas celebration. It is a family affair. It is a family-friendly episode. And we are very much looking forward to showing you this one. Reese isn't going to join us for the commentary, but he wanted to be here for the opening. Reese, do you have anything to say about Home Alone? Um, that his um, swimming shorts fall down from his legs. The swimming shorts fall down from his legs? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, in the second one. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what else do you like about this movie? Um, like that he just sees the bad guys, that he just escapes it and just traps the bad guys, and then um, then the bad guys start taking him, giving them to the. Gym. Yeah, and then um, the police officers came, and then um, they took the bandits and put them in jail. Oh, there you have it, folks. That's Reese's entire commentary <laughs> yeah. on Home Alone. Yeah, because it's so fun. <laughs> okay, now can Reese? Can you say Merry Christmas to everybody? Merry Christmas, everybody. So Abby just watched this movie for the first time last year, was it? Or was it the year before? The year before. The year before? Okay. So uh, so what are your favorite parts about this movie? Um, traps. Just like the traps? Like said in the beginning. All right. I want you to think during this movie, I want you to think about some traps you might make for, for intruders. <gasps> okay. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. All right. But in the meantime, there's only one way to celebrate Christmas with all you great people, and that is to press play. <laughs> Yes. And we are going, and 20th Century Fox presents 
Uh, interesting enough, actually, um, this movie was a Warner Brothers film first off. I believe I'm right when I say that. And they were given a budget of $15 million and they started to go over budget. And literally, Warner Brothers came in to tell them, you're shutting, the program, we're shutting down the project. But Fox had already been talking to John Hughes behind their back, kind of illegally. And as they were going, as Warner Brothers was leaving a room saying, pack everything up and shut it down, the producer was going in saying, no, don't worry about it. We just signed with Fox. Wow, and so they were, they were going in and out, and they were given a budget of $3 million more to finish the movie. That's crazy that this movie almost didn't happen. It almost, it's iconic. It almost didn't happen, and it was really shady dealings what they did to do it. An interesting thing, too, is uh, this movie was shot in, as well as the offices were in, the same... Um, the same uh, high school that Ferris Bueller's Day Off takes place in, really? and Uncle Buck. Huh. You don't see a lot of the high school in Uncle Buck, but uh, that's the thing. Actually, I learned a lot of this. Uh, this was on the Netflix uh, special, the movies that made us, and the Home Alone episode, I had learned about that. I've got my own research, too, though. I didn't just rely on that show to tell me what to tell you. Otherwise, you could have skipped this altogether. I still need to watch that show. Mm-hmm. It's a high, it's a high recommend. That is a giant house. It's a giant house. Yes. Um, but what's interesting, all of the house, pretty much, with the exception of a couple of rooms, not one bit of this takes place inside that house or any other house. This is actually a set built in the high school gym. Really? Yeah. It's because what? it's the limitation of even a big house. It's hard to have like a crew of twenty people and cameras and all this stuff. So they built a big sound. They they use the uh, gym as a soundstage. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is Catherine O'Hara, Toronto-born Catherine O'Hara, is an absolute hero of mine. And Abby, if you think about it, she's a hero of yours, too, because she's in a couple of your favorite movies. She's in Beetlejuice, and she's a voice in The Nightmare Before Christmas. What? You gotta talk to the microphone. Wait, what? Yeah, she's the voice, I can't remember the girl's name now. Who's the girl with Jack Skellington? Uh, her name's not Abby. What? Her name's not Abby. I didn't say her name was Abby. I don't know. Okay, you don't remember, but that is who she's play who she plays in that. Uh, in addition, obviously, she is in. Uh, she was on SCTV. She was in Dick Tracy, Wyatt Earp, and then uh, all the Christopher Guest wonderful movies, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind. Uh, she was in Frank and Weenie the movie, like the full movie. And what's interesting is Daniel Stern, who's in this, was in Frank and Weenie the short that actually inspired the movie. Hmm. Her, she played Sally in The Nightmare Before Christmas. There you go. Kevin's perfect for this role. <laughs> Kevin is perfect? Okay. Do you know his real name? Um, no. Macaulay Culkin. Ah. Uh, yes. Also, it's a little side bit. The, his last name. The Just little boy who plays his cousin that wets the bed. Oh, yeah. That's his real brother in real life. Yep, that's Kieran. He's at the table right now, in fact. Yep. That's Kieran Culkin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for confirming. Uh, the movie was directed by Chris Columbus. Uh, he wrote uh, he wrote Gremlins, The Goonies, Nine Months. He directed Adventures in Babysitting, Mrs. Doubtfire, Nine Months, which he had written. Uh, he dire directed, this is important for you to know, Abby, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone if you're American, and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So he directed the first two Harry Potter movies. Uh, he also directed the musical uh, Rent, 
not well not the broadway part but the movie version and the percy jackson and the olympians lightning thief which is basically harry potter in mythos um yeah there were so i i can't even wrap my head around how many people are in this family like i could i remember the first time i watched it and i remember thinking to myself how many children do they have no those aren't like they're not all their children like like there's one family that just came there and then one family that obviously lives there. Yeah, there's co- there's cousins, but there's still a lot of brothers and sisters as well. Like a lot of them are brothers and sisters. So that's Joe Pesci playing Harry. Uh, he is a much more serious actor. He's not in a lot of kiddie things and he's not in a lot of things I'm going to let you watch anytime soon, Abby. He was in Raging Bull, Once Upon a Time in America. He was actually, I didn't know this, he was in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. And the music video for Smooth Criminal, playing Mr. Big. He was in every Lethal Weapon after Lethal Weapon 2, uh, Goodfellas, JFK, Casino, and most recently, The Irishman on Netflix. And also, um, I haven't really, I haven't noticed this since the last time I watched the movie. And um, the police officer that is currently in the house mm-hmm. is actually, like, they're one of the robbers. You didn't realize that before? So do you not know what he's doing right now? He's stealing. No, he's not stealing right now. What he's doing, he's it's called casing the joint. So he's finding out all the secrets about the house, about whether or not they have a, uh, a uh, an alarm or anything like that. So then he knows how to rob it better. He's also getting a layout of the floor plan because he can, coming in the front door, he can see what rooms are where and that kind of thing. Yep. and. It allows him to know what to do in order to get in, rob the place quick and get out. Cool. Yeah. And also, yeah, and then he just, and he also knows that they're not going to be there for Christmas. Uh-huh. Very so good. So he, except he doesn't know that one kid's going to be left behind, so. Yeah. What would you do, Abby, if you got left home alone? Um, Sleep in Mommy and Daddy's bed. Yeah. <laughs> what well, else? Kevin McAllister does that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like you wouldn't really notice that much. You just play Nintendo Switch and then your tablet, and you she can cook for herself. So. Yeah. So. So so basically, you don't need us anymore. Is that what we're getting at? And candy, everyone. <laughs> You're only eight years old. How do you not need us anymore? <laughs> I'm fine. I'll stay home all day. It'll be fine. You gotta have to get a job eventually because there is rent on this place. It's true. Can you mm-hmm. afford the rent? Yeah. yeah. It's only one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, was in Uncle Buck. Obviously, that was uh, the first kind of larger role he did prior to doing this. And they actually came up with the idea for this movie during that. There's a scene in Uncle Buck where he's uh, interrogating the babysitter through the door. Uh, through like the mail slot or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's basically where the I, the initial idea for this came from. Oh. What John Hughes was directing that, he was thinking about. Ooh, you have your hand up, Abby. Do you have a comment? <laughs> um, like every time the person, like the pizza man, mm-hmm. um, comes, he knocks into the thing. Even in the second movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The second one's actually quite good. I haven't seen that in a while, but I know you guys watched that pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, there's so many. This house too. Uh, they, uh, this has been selling quite a bit. I guess uh, shortly after the movie came out, they sold the house for like two million dollars, 
and then like a little while later it sold again for like a million and a half like they actually lost some money on it but it's actually quite a tourist attraction in uh in illinois i can't remember the name of the city in illinois well, I, I, I can imagine that it is a tourist attraction, but I'm honestly a little shocked at the size of it and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that it actually didn't sell for more. Yeah, but again, it's about areas and stuff like that. See, we have a thing in, like where we are in Canada, uh, we've got a little bit of a low development kind of area. And like we see people buying like like what would be a mega mansion here in a place like Georgia for what less money than we would pay for like a three bedroom. Yeah. That's kind of current, an end. Currently our, our market yeah. to get a three bedroom, one ba- bathroom house, yeah. maybe two story. You're looking at close to $500,000. And that's why we live in a shoebox, a literal shoebox. It's soundproof. So nobody can hear outside of it, but that's where we all are. I sleep near the toes. Um, So, yeah, Chris Columbus actually was initially hired by John Hughes to direct uh, Christmas Vacation, another one of our favorite Christmas movies. But his relationship with uh, Chevy Chase leading up to it, it basically they did not like each other. Chevy Chase is notoriously not a good person. So uh, they uh, he basically was like, yeah, I can't I can't do this. Hmm. Interesting. Mm hmm. Oh, so much Pepsi in this. Yes. I love the glasses on him. I don't like Pepsi. What? I don't like Pepsi. Well, what do you like? Um, soda water and the sparkling ice fizzy drink. Yeah, there you go. Boom. So uh, that's, uh, I believe it's Daniel Rattay is playing Buzz. He was named, uh, at the time, he was named the number two movie bully of all time. Who was number one? I don't know, to be honest. I didn't see the list. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I'm going to say Daniel LaRusso. Because he was he was always bullying those those wonderful blonde Cobra Kai kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> it takes me a little while to catch up sometimes. He's a that's little a, faster than I am. That's a really, really noticed. mean thing for an uncle to just call. Like, look at how the people look at this poor kid. Like ever, even her, even his dad was like, "Ugh, rude." Could you imagine, Abby? What would you feel if we all just surrounded you and just yelled at, like, all called you names and stuff, then didn't let you join in our reindeer games? Wow! Just wow! <laughs> uh, I'd scream at you. You would scream <laughs> at me. Well, I'm too busy screaming at you. Uh. So the movie, actually, they got John Williams to score the movie. Uh, He was not the original guy to do the score, but they lost the guy who they had originally hired. And then just they decided to just take a big swing and they just reached out to him and they had already shot a good portion of the movie at this point. And they showed him some of the movie and they showed him the script and he's like, oh, I'm absolutely in. And they were like, whoa, it was just everything coming in. And it's I didn't even realize. Oh, the gold tooth. Yeah. I didn't even think Mm -hmm. I realized that John Williams did this. But then when you listen to it, it's so unmistakably John Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John Williams did the music, Abby, for uh, all the Star Wars movies. Woo! So clarinet. Yeah, well, no, he's the, he's the composer, so he wrote the music. Uh, uh, Abby just recently uh, is, took up the clarinet and played 
I, I knows Wars. how to play the Star Wars theme and the Imperial March, and I was one of my prouder moments. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is the part where you go. <laughs> it's like okay okay our microphones can only handle so much i personally like when you make it sound like a goose <laughs> what there's microphones so Macaulay Culkin, uh, other things he was in. Actually, the uh, another movie he was in but uncredited in was out at the exact same time as this movie. He was in Jacob's Ladder. Very teeny tiny role in that. Uh, obviously, he was in My Girl, The Good Son, Getting Even With Dad, <laughs> The Page Master, and Richie Rich. Uh, he still does a lot of stuff to this day, but it's different. He's like a retired actor now who just kind of does things when he's asked nicely. Uh, he has revisited this role on a couple of different occasions. Once was for a Google Home commercial uh, where he... I, I believe Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern also were in that commercial. I don't recall. I don't watch commercials anymore. Yeah, she skips over everything. Me too. So I'm, I'm I, able to. I help consume. on live TV. See, this is... And, and this is going to really help me uh, get ads for this show, guys. You're, you're, this is money. Money we could be making right now, but you guys are thumbing your nose at commercials. Oh, no, the bridge is going to break. This is such a distinctly 1990 problem because if the power went out, all of our phones would just, all, like all our alarms would go off because they're our phones. Yeah. So, yeah. We, so we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be in a rush. We would be just Times totally... Have changed. Yeah. Oh, he hit, knocked that over too. Yep, those things are the like just bolted it to the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, wonderful little speed up moment too. So John Hurd too is in this movie. Uh, I famously apparently he did not enjoy his time making this movie. And he's like, this isn't going to be a good movie. He wasn't having a good time. Then after it came out and it was so well received, it was such a big success. One of the first things he did when they were shooting the second one is John Heard broke character during a, sh- a shot just to apologize publicly to Chris Columbus. Oh, really? And he was just like, I was totally wrong. You were good totally right. Him. And he's like, and uh, Chris Columbus said in an interview that he did uh, recently that he that he still has that footage. That's John amazing. Heard. John Heard, yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago now. A couple years ago now. Yeah. But he was in, um, actually, another funny thing, another Daniel Stern crossover. He was in Chud with Daniel Stern. Uh, but he was in Big, he was in Beaches, Awakenings, In the Line of Fire, The Pelican Brief. But the guy's in hundreds of things. Like, you find him in everything. Like, every TV show, virtually every movie. All the Grishams, for sure. Yep. <laughs> The and age that means difference. yes in mm. yes. Yeah. Who does the oldest sister remind me of? Which is the I oldest sister? Uh, well, the one who's obviously the oldest. Her. Who looks like Juliana Margulies a little bit. Oh, her. Yeah. I think it is Juliana Margulies. Yeah, it's not it's Juliana Margulies. That's what she kind of reminds me of. <laughs> so that was just uh, the neighbor kid getting counted as Kevin. Mm-hmm. That kid actually auditioned to be Kevin. What? 
uh, in the for the Ooh. movie. The movie was written specifically for Macaulay Culkin, but Chris Columbus didn't want to create get a uh, uh, like get a bad name for being like a pushover to uh, to his producers and stuff like that. So he insisted on auditioning his own guys too. But then just had to land it on Macaulay Culkin at the end. Anyways, he was he was the obvious dude, and, and because it was essentially written for his sensibility and voice that was almost impossible to put anybody else in the role yeah so yeah john heard did pass away two years ago and he was actually 71 when he passed away i thought he was younger really he yeah, he's, he's another one of those good looking fellas i guess right yeah he was 44 when he made this yeah that's not too bad god could you imagine being in this much of a rush for a trip yeah. to paris yes i don't let this happen when we go we go to disney we're there we are ready we had the worst meal. Remember the meal we had when we were waiting the last time we went to Disney? That airport food was so uh, terrible. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like, my English muffin wasn't even toasted. Yeah, it was gross. It's just like eating cornmeal. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. I think the next time we plan on going, we're just going to bring some food for the hotel room. Yeah. It like, looks like I a. Gotta this is something that yeah. you can't really do anymore either because you notice they didn't go through the security. They all just went running and. Yeah. So, no, it's, so much of cha- has changed since the 90s. Yeah, if you, if you charged a plane like that, you would have eight bullets in you by the time you got there. Pretty much. And they're all flying first class, too. Like, I want to know what they do. Hope we didn't forget anything. You <laughs> forgot somebody. Oh. Look at that hair. Our son has hair head. like that sometimes when he gets up. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, though, how much does Macaulay Culkin remind you of our nephew, Jacob? He does. Uh, he, a lot. A lot. He's got the same Put ears. Put brown hair the, on it. Yes, just dark, just darker hair, but he's like the same dude, essentially. Yeah, he looks a lot like him. Yeah. Just. And then, so, which means if he just kind of, like, goes through a rough patch, he's going to look like Macaulay Culkin his whole life, because Macaulay Culkin still looks exactly like that, just with big bags under his eyes and some stubble. And long hair. And longer <laughs> hair, yes. Ugh. Yes. Look at all the storage. Oh, that's a that's a VHS player, Abby. That was I don't What's even know. It's a VHS if, player. There it is. Um, the, uh, instead of DVDs or Blu-rays, there would be a big cassette. Grandma has some in her house. Oh, that? oh forget it. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> Man, too. What the size that pepper mill? Yeah. How so, much pepper do you use? Well, it's over time, right? You don't have to use it all at once. So he's watching... Right now, I just wanted to double-check what it was, because I know they uh, they watch a lot of It's a Wonderful Life in this, but they also have the uh, fictional film Angels with Filthy Souls in this, which was actually the first thing they shot for the entire movie, was to shoot that so they had it ready. <laughs> there was a rumor that the original script had the uncle being like the the real bad guy who paid... Uh, Harry, uh, Harry and Marv to rob them, really? but it also said and also to kill Kevin. And I'm like, I feel like that's just somebody making stuff up. Yeah. So like, that's not that's not a John Hughes kind of idea. In this movie. Yeah. But in the like second movie, uh-huh. um, same robbers and um, Marv got hit in the face like a bunch of times with bricks, and he's like, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> No, you, you nailed it. We're gonna send that out to uh, to Daniel Stern, so he knows. Uh, the 
this was actually the highest grossing movie of 1990. Uh, it was number one for 11 out of 12 weeks. It was number one for 10 straight weeks. Then it went to number two for one week and then back to number one. That's crazy. And yeah, that's it's bananas. And it's something that like really just can't happen anymore. Uh, but... Uh, it, but the funny thing was, it wasn't the the worldwide highest grossing movie. Ghost was the worldwide one. It was domestic. Hmm. So, I don't know if the I, I don't know if the concept of leaving a child home alone was just a turn off for a, an international audience or. Well, a lot of times though, the yeah. international. Uh, Creepy things down yeah. in the basement. People. And what I'm wondering yeah. is like how they made that thing like go up. Like that oh, thing. Oh, you know what? It's as it's as simple as you would imagine as you would ever imagine it being, Abby. It's uh, it's fishing line. It's just a light, like it's not a cast iron thing. It's literally just two people in the back of it pulling on fishing line to lift it up. That's too easy. <laughs> Is that crazy? Yeah. Sometimes, honey, the the uh, for uh, practical effects and stuff like that, they're the simplest things that you wouldn't even imagine. Like, you know, in uh, things like Star Wars and that, where you see, like, the door slide open, it's literally just somebody on the other side sliding the door with their hand. It's not. But also, like, his face, like, when he sees the cars, he's like, they didn't go to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, his his whole money was his, like, it, that's, it's and all about that face. Now, let me explain to you, Abby, why I'm disappointed in you. Because he's only a year older than you are right now. And you know how much money he was making then? Millions of dollars. Millions. You have not brought a penny into this house. No. Okay, I have a whole jar of pennies. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And you know how useless they are? We don't even use the penny anymore. Yeah. Also, I could go to the United States and use pennies. Yeah, and you know how much a penny is oh, worth oh, in the United States? How much? Oh, jumping up. Uh, it's, it's worth <laughs> it's worth 0. 0.73 of a penny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not it's not worth much. So what? Yeah. It's still it, money. Yeah, they still accept it as I'm legal tender. I'm free, tenure. I'm free, I'm free. Yeah. How long would you run around like that? <laughs> Forever. Forever. I could actually see our son doing that. I saw him doing that today. Yeah, he does. He does that when he's not free. <laughs> Junior mints. Mm. Yeah, uh, they actually. I believe they made a uh, reference to that in. <laughs> I, th- I think they made a reference to that in the Junior Mint episode of Seinfeld. Oh, okay, I never really uh, watched Seinfeld. Yeah, oh, you missed out, but. Well, that's an out-of-context thing. So they felt really bad about the idea of making uh, fun of a girl and, like, calling her ugly and, like, making her feel bad. So that's actually the art director's son dressed up like a girl in that photo. <laughs> so they were like, how do you make an ugly girl? You, like, make turn a bo- just dress up a boy like a girl. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I think, only the second... Uh, Christmas movie with a, that it heavily features a BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. Which I just did a run for that. Yeah, she did. Carrie has been doing a lot of runs lately and Me making too. us very proud. Yes, and Abby had did her first 5K very recently. Well, first 5K run. Yes. She's talking about the mud run. That was 5K. Oh, yes, yes, and you're also, right. And um, also the... 
Ranking cancer. Oh, the ranking cancer. We walked that one, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody would let us run. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, the most recent race that Carrie did was a uh, Christmas story themed, and it's actually got the glasses with the crack in it and all that stuff, and it says, oh, fudge on it. Yeah, it says, oh, fudge. Um, The most recent one I did was um, Virtual Run. Yeah, the virtual run. It was the pivot race, which was a friends-based run. Yeah, it was twenty mm-hmm. fifth anniversary. It's, a couch. <laughs> it's the friends coach. You, you're getting yes. to the age now where you could probably start watching that show, and you'd probably enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, we'll explain to you why there's only white people in it, but it doesn't make sense. But other than that, we'll we'll tell you about it later. Yeah, they're off my property. Yeah, so, and when yeah. he said yellow, he said yellow. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually based. I cannot remember the name of it. It's it was another thing called Angels with something, but it was a James Cagney movie that this is based on. Oh, okay. But obviously they didn't. They didn't just pick a movie that existed because they wanted to use because they use these lines in context later. So they yeah. wanted to be able to control the lines. Obviously. Exactly. He's so good though. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? Would you be too scared to watch if you were just sitting here all by yourself to watch a movie? Nothing. Nothing? Okay, because when, when Halloween was rolling around, we actually tried to get her. We were we were going to find her kind of one of the more benign, like, actual horror movies. Yeah. That would... <laughs> see, there you go. So you say nothing, and then I say, what well, you want to sit next to me and watch something really simple. Yeah, like you, you freak out. Maybe watch Child's Play and then go oh, back to your room God, full no. of big dolls. That one still gives me nightmares. I don't let anything <laughs> hang off the bed because of that movie. <laughs> well, that and my aunt's cat. There you go. He's so dismissive there. That's it. I just, I just forgot to close the garage. It's also not great if you did forget to close the garage when you're going on like this big trip. Let's not yell. Let's not break the microphones. So that classic sliding a sled down the stairs. Yeah, this is something they did in Jackass a bunch. Of, uh, one time they packed the whole. It's just dangerous. Uh, There's no way that sled lines up for that door. No, that does not line up with that door at all. Um, that sled actually still exists in Chris Columbus's office, and the entire cast signed it. That's pretty cool. That would be a pretty interesting. There's uh, no going back piece now. Memorabilia. Yeah, he he goes into the corner right next to the door. If anything, oh, that would be rough. You do that on a GT snow racer, so you can like steer around. I would not. Man, that is. What would that be like? Imagine being over the ocean, realizing realizing that one of your kids is missing. Well, I mean. Nowadays, because cell phones. Yes. But back in the day, yeah, it's it, it'd be crazy. But I would be giving that captain every phone number I knew yeah. to call mm-hmm. to get somebody that I know over to my house. Oh, for sure, for sure. I would consider asking like, for a like parachute and mom, swimming back. <laughs> no, they they don't let you do the that. The mom just like the mom's just like I forgot Kevin, yeah. and um the other like another person says. It doesn't make me feel any better. I forgot my glasses. Ooh. So what? Exactly. Well, that's kind of the uncle's character. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly. He's kind of a jerky dude. So um, this was uh, the original choice for Marv. Uh, well, not even the original choice, but the guy who they they wanted and they originally signed was Daniel Stern, and they signed him on to do six weeks of shooting, and then they said they needed him for eight, and he's like, I can't do it. Or no, he said he said he wanted more money because it was more time, and they basically said no because of the budget size and all that, so he said he wasn't going to do it. So they hired a guy named Daniel Roebuck, who you probably you might recognize him to see him. Uh, the thing I know him from best was actually um, The Late Shift, which is the uh, movie about the Leno versus Letterman vying for the Tonight Show thing. He played Jay Leno in it. So he was hired to take his place, and after uh, after a little bit of shooting, he got fired because he just, like, his, uh, his chemistry with Joe Pesci was not very good. And then they went back to Daniel Stern and brought him back, but Daniel Stern really regrets ever saying saying no like that. He's like, that almost cost me, like, everything. Yeah. Right? He was shooting... Uh, city slickers while this was out in the theater and Billy Crystal would come in every day and say, Hey, your movie was number one again. Your movie was number one again. Like just cons the entire time they were shooting for the three months they were shooting. Yeah. It was basically Billy Crystal came in every Monday and said, your movie was number one again. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, Daniel Stern, actually we've already mentioned he was in Chud with, uh, with John Hurd and that he has a Frank and Weenie connection with Catherine O'Hara. He was also in a movie with Joe Pesci. Uh, they were in a talk? movie called I'm Dancing as Fast as I Can. What was that, honey? Now can they talk? Yes, you wait till people finish like a person, but yeah, go ahead. They are taking too long. So the robbers are coming there, but they have to make so many different decisions. They have to go and then leave. Go and then leave. Yeah. Go and then leave. Well, because they think that somebody's there, so it's not about making decisions. They think, oh, they're like, oh, I thought they left. Oh, they didn't leave. Oh. Uh-huh. Right? Because you don't want to yeah. have to deal with that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. With all the Nest cameras and stuff like that, these guys would be... This movie just literally couldn't happen anymore. Nope. Just with, like... Makes you wonder how they're going to redo it for Netflix this year. That actually is a really good point. It's not Netflix. It's Disney Plus. Oh, I thought it was Netflix. No, Disney Plus is doing it. I don't even want to watch um, Home Alone 3. Anybody without Kevin, no. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even remember who that little kid was, the other one, but... It's just... I feel like I, I, I've decided that I made up a whole other thing. Like, I know it's a, it's not even like a robbery per se in that one, but I've decided that it's ninjas. <laughs> it's like he is like that kid scores up against ninjas. Yeah, I don't remember how that one went either. I like that. I like that everybody's on board with this, though. Like, the daughter grabbed that away. I believe the one on the left, her, I, I believe that's the one who plays Megan. She left acting very shortly after this, uh, and she became like, a, I believe it was a judo. Like an Olympic judo uh, athlete. Athlete? Wow. I mean, they couldn't all make it, right? Yeah, true. I feel bad, though. Like, it must be kind of rough. Like, you've got all these kids who are roughly the same age. They're all child actors and all that. You see this one, and this one just, like, rockets to a stardom that basically hasn't existed for a kid since, like, Shirley Temple or uh, Judy Garland or something like that. And then... (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, this house, they've changed quite a bit about it, too. They uh, In that Netflix special, they revisit the house, and the big, like, uh, like uh, uh, Crescent driveway is gone now. It's all grass, oh. and it's... Why would you even take that away? Those His are, scream those are is awesome. Weird. I, I wouldn't change a single detail because I wanted on it to look just as normal. The scream is weird. It's like, yeah. ah, pause, ah, yeah. pause, ah, Well, pause. you only have so much breath, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh-huh. They were putting on his jammies. Oh. So what else do we have here? How do you, uh, again, like, I don't understand. There's literally nobody they could contact that isn't the police that lives nearby. Like, do they not know any of their neighbors? Well, I guess they've already kind of established that most of the neighbors are gone. Yeah, well, but... the the husband makes comment that he's he gives his their address book to the aunt, and they all go start making phone calls to see if anybody's home. Yeah. Uh, this is Larry Hankin, who uh, is actually... Uh, f- He's in a, so many things that Billy Madison does, but he was also the uh, annoying upstairs neighbor and friends. Yes, <laughs> I don't. I can, I pl- I can play the oboe. <laughs> he is a very funny guy, actually. I like him a lot. He ba- basically always plays this sort of character. Um, I was reading through a lot of the people that they wanted to play the different roles and stuff like that. Uh, basically, everybody you would think of as an alternate to Joe Pesci was offered the role or considered for it's like Danny DeVito and Bob Hoskins and all these different people. Apparently Robert De Niro was, was flat out offered the role and turned it down for like scheduling problems. Christopher Lloyd and Michael Richards were both offered Marv. Interesting. I could see either one. I think Michael Richards actually uh, being the time that it was and us not knowing about the things he said and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like thinking about Cosby back in the day. It's totally fine. Uh, but the, um, but yeah, picturing him doing all the physical stuff I think would have actually been quite funny. Yeah. I'm shocked that the police were so nonchalant about the fact that they've left an eight-year-old home alone by mistake. It's suburban Chicago. Nobody gives a crap about missing kids, I guess. It's just like, they're just like, uh, um, yeah. uh, okay. So, like I said uh, earlier, so yeah, the budget ended up being uh, $18 million for the movie. And it made, just domestically, it made $285.8 million. I think it made like 600 and something million worldwide. Wow, that's crazy. And for the time especially, because nothing, nothing had reached a billion. This was the highest... Uh, the highest grossing comedy in like the Guinness Book of World Records for years. And it was also, I think, the highest grossing independent film or something like that. It had had something like that because of its, it qualified in a way because of its switch between studios or something like that, that it had like some weird qualification for that. Um, Yeah, so it came out in December. It was still in the top five in March. And... um, it debuted the week it debuted these are some of the movies that were out misery dances with wolves the rookie predator 2 rocky 5 ghost and edward scissorhands those are all really big movies edward scissorhands opened at the same week as this but i guess it was like in a i think it was in like a limited uh, cities or something because it like debuted in like number 14 and then it was number two next week yeah. So I think that it was a, I think it was probably like a limited showing or something like yeah, that. But those are all really big movies. Yeah. Week two, it stayed number one when uh, Mermaids and Look Who's Talking 2 both were released. 
Those are decent side movies. Yeah. Movies too. And then it, it stayed number one week three when Kindergarten Cop came out. And mm. which, well, but as Schwarzenegger and also a family movie. So, I mean, like. Yeah, it, it could it could have potentially taken over, I guess. Yeah. Like, given those so, parameters. But, but I think it was the time of year that did it for this. It's like, what are you, are you if you're going to go see a family movie, you're going to go see the family movie about Christmas. You're not going to go see the family movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Or at least you're less likely. Okay, so here comes the scene. The this scene is... of all scenes in a movie. And this was actually him doing his job incorrectly. He was supposed to take his hands off his face before he screamed. He was supposed to do the... Like, like when you just slap a little on, and then it was supposed to take a second and then sting, and then he'd scream. But he just put it on his face and just left his hands there, and then they were just like, it was brilliant, and it is one of the most... It's one of the most iconic movie scenes. Yeah. Of all movies. <laughs> so, how do you think, Abby, they made the uh, Kevin fall in this? Um, he probably had, like, some type of harness on or something. That nope. Kind of, like, controlled him. That was a 30-year-old man. That was just a short man dressed like Kevin from the back, wearing a wig that looked like him. And then they made the shelves give way, so it was an adult who fell. It wasn't a kid. He really, really wrecks that room, doesn't he? Well, have you met his brother? Yes. He has... He has every, like, he has every right to be mad at him, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you're out of here. No, I'm not. You're out of here. Yeah. Oh, he's catching everything. Yeah. That was actually something I had pictured so many times, like, different like sketch versions of things like to do with this. I pictured him essentially becoming like I, like I pictured saw and I pictured that he was actually jigsaw. He's like making up all these weird contraptions and stuff to torture people, which is what he learned how to do as a kid and stuff like that. But then I also learned about, uh, or, and then that was around the time I learned about him doing all of his reprising his role stuff. Cause he did one, it was in something called, I think it was called drivers. And it was like a college humor thing or something like that. And it was him getting doing like a ride share or a cab ride or something like that. And it was him playing Kevin McAllister and he was all strung out with the long hair and he had a beard. And he's just like, you don't understand what I went through. My parents just left me. And he just went and he basically went through the entire plot of the movie and just like, they ruined me. That's funny. Ooh, that's the weirdest collide. I've never seen a kaleidoscope like that in my life. I was just going to say that. I never even noticed that before, but yeah, that was the weirdest kaleidoscope. Uh-huh. This yeah, is like... the first scene they shot for the entire movie, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I said the Angels with Filthy Souls thing, and that is true, but I don't count that as a movie scene. That was kind of like a prop context movie. stock stuff that they needed. He's kind of... He's kind of like... Well, sure, was kind of like... Gave the toothbrush and yeah. just like, just like, it doesn't say and didn't no. even look at it. No, that's true. Just look but at it. Why couldn't they have just, they could have also just blown this kid off. I think it's totally okay to have not answered this kid's questions. <laughs> so. Why is his hand all bloody? I don't know. So this guy, other than looking a bit like your father, is. <laughs> 
Daddy? Yeah. No. He does. He looks. He kind of looks like like a like a grandpa. rougher like a rougher version of your grandpa. No. But um, yeah, his name is Roberts Blossom. He uh, played. He was in The Great Gatsby. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Christine, The Last Temptation of Christ, The Quick and the Dead. Like he actually had quite a career, and I didn't realize that it was him. Really? Yeah. What? There was such a huge <laughs> pause. I love that the that the cop leaves the person on the side of the road to yeah. start chasing a kid. For I a would at the very him. least too. I would have held on that shot for a minute just so you watch the car drive away. Yeah, because <laughs> that's a hundred percent what I'm doing. I'm waiting here to get my ticket from this guy. It's yeah, gonna exactly. be all winded. So how they do this shot here, Abby, is when he's sliding, they're literally pulling him across. That's not even actual ice. So when he, he they're just pulling him across this. It's like this frozen glycerol stuff. And they're just literally pulling him. And then they also uh, had this little camera that they used a lot of the times. And they'd slide it between his legs. So they use that shot plus the shot of him being pulled through to make it look like look like he was going through just on his own. But uh, but yeah, they it wasn't apparently cold enough. They actually didn't even have that much snow. Most of this is fake uh, snow. It's they, like Christmas in our area. Yeah, right now it is actually... Nine uh, degrees today. Yeah, nine degrees Celsius. We're talking about like, what, 45? And like two days till Christmas. Well, actually, two Thir- sleeps 30, till Christmas. 48. 48, there you go. Right there. It's only two sleeps till it's Christmas. only two sleeps till Christmas. We are at Christmas Eve. Well, this, well this. yes, when we're recording this, this will be released on Christmas Day, though. So all our lonely listeners, which I assume is all of you, is going <laughs> will have something to listen to. So I will give Abby a lot of credit because this is what her third go on the podcast, and so high five because you're doing a great job so far. Fourth. Fourth? What was it? No, you did the two Harry Potters. Yeah, and then I did. Oh no! Yeah, you did the. It was Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter, and uh, the Christmas movies, the uh, Grinch and Rudolph. Oh yeah. Oh, and the Nightmare Before Christmas. Jeez, you've been on this. You've been on this more than Todd. <laughs> Definitely way more than me. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Todd has been on this more though. Yeah. Watch you know, where you're going. This is why I tell you and your brother all the time: watch where you're going, because people driving yes. don't always pay attention. Joe Pesci will 100% run you over if you're not paying attention. So he had a really rough time because in the movies that he's usually in, uh, he's allowed to swear a lot. And this one, he wasn't. And I guess he'd, it would uh, slip out a lot. But then also he has those moments. Imagine. Yeah. But he also has those moments where he has to like have real freakouts, especially when he's going through the pain and stuff like that. So they had, to, they had to try and work on like a shorthand where he wouldn't let it slip out and stuff like that. So they were like creating alternate words like fridge instead of, <laughs> and, and these different things. But he had made the decision to have that. Yeah. Well, he had, well, you almost did it right there. And he, uh, he had the, uh, they had made a decision. I think that neither of the guys took the movie super seriously. Not to say they weren't professional. They just didn't think it was going to be some big whatever. Of so they made, yeah. So they made the decision to kind of really play up the, the characters and overact a bit and stuff like that. So he, that's why he does that. Because he was like, he's like, I'm going to make this like a cartoon. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it works but really it works well. it works really well for the... Yeah. Why is he going mm. faster? Well, because when you're being followed by a van, honey, it's terrifying. Yeah, That's why we never let you... It is terrifying. You. I've been followed by somebody before. Yeah. It was yeah. me. She married me right after that. <laughs> no, no, I was like copying what it said. It said, why is it going faster? Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't have to read the closed captioning to the to the audience, honey. Uh-huh. They don't care. If they, they're either watching along with us or they're not. So either way, they either already have the information or aren't looking for it. Joe Pesci, though, he's somebody, like, I find him so incredibly funny. Like, as Leo gets in the lo- Lethal I Weapon movies. I love him in the Lethal Weapon movies. He's amazing. Actually... Well, it's not the most popular of the Lethal Weapon movies. It's my favorite performance of his. It, it's my favorite uh, performance of his is in Lethal Weapon 4. Uh, he has that moment towards the end where he's talking about because uh, Mel, Bur- oh, Mel Brooks, Mel Gibson is uh, having like that conversation with his dead wife like at the, fu- at the uh, cemetery, cemetery about like what to do. And then he shows up and he's talking about his frog and he's like, and he's like, I loved Froggy. And he's like, I got a new pet. And he's like, and I didn't love him more. I just loved him different. And he has that moment and he's like, thank you. And then he goes and he gives him this hug and he gives him this like little happy because he's always been so crapped on by the guys that he just has this like really nice moment. And it's so subtle and it's so small, but it gets me every time because it's just so well done mm-hmm. so daniel stern um it's funny we actually have a movie coming up it won't be for a little bit yet but we're going to be doing little monsters with uh forgive my voice too by the way i have a bit of a cold and an ear infection and i realize my nose being plugged is really affecting me right now but uh he was in little monsters and uh, Fred Savage? with Fred Savage. Okay. And then on top of that, he was the voice of older Fred Savage in the Wonder Years. He's the narrator of the oh. show. So oh, like the cardboard yeah. is just like. And he was mm-hmm. also just to keep the Christmas thing going along. He plays the old man in A Christmas Story, too. Oh, yeah. Which I've never seen and I don't really look to see, but. No, I thought we I thought we watched it one time as a B movie. No, 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 no. I would not watch that. I think we downloaded or we were going to, but it didn't. I know I've oh. never seen it. <laughs> and they're all the mannequin. They're all yeah. the mannequins from downstairs in the basement. And yeah, yeah. Who has a bunch of mannequins in the well, basement I, like that? No, That's I think creepy. that. But no, but I think that this speaks to uh, why. It speaks to why I think it speaks to like why they make so much money. I believe that Catherine O'Hara works in fashion. And that's why um, she has it. I think she's a fashion designer or something okay. like that. I do not care for that tree. We have, um, we're, we're pretty strict about our Christmas rules in the family. And there's certain things that just have to happen. Uh, trees have to contain a lot of red and green. Like, I don't mind having blue and white and all that other stuff on it. But it has to, like, there has to be a base of red and green. Uh, and... Yeah, it's like those white trees with all blue ornaments and stuff like that. That's that crap drives me nuts. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Nothing makes sense to you. He has kale and carrot just in his hand and then yeah. puts it on the couch. He's just like, no. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a weird looking guy now, like grown up, because he still basically looks like that, just older. It's like everybody in this movie, they didn't like age and like 
turn into a different person. They just look like a seed, like a, like somebody photoshopped over the child thing. And it's like, this is what he looks like when he's older. And you're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but that's all of them in this movie, yeah. except Catherine O'Hara, who looks exactly like this. Yeah, she does. She is a lovely lady. Oh, by the way, Catherine O'Hara, if you want to like, just come hang out with us, that would be great. Again. We're, we're Canadian. It's fine. So little Nero's pizza is obviously a, Little Caesars ripoff. That makes sense. Yeah. It's just like little news factory, please. I would have liked for this guy to have been like a before they were famous, like big person, like a young Brad Pitt or something like that. Yeah, that would have been great. I just like, not that it really would add anything. I just think it would be a fun thing to like talk about. <laughs> His research is okay. Yeah. This guy's delivered pe- this guy delivered pizzas here like yesterday. I think he would have a uh, better idea of what was go- what would be going on. Yeah. Also though, give it up for the genius of the kid to have like like he he watched this movie and then put it together. He's like, I could have a whole conversation with the person using just these words. Yeah. Now I just have to basically like Use a lot of leading language and stuff like that. Also, I will make the point they have a doggy door, but no dog. That just occurred to me. Huh. Yeah. Look at that. So that so must be where... So many holes in this story. Yeah. Well, holes in the door, moreover. <laughs> Maybe the whole... The, the door doggy door existed before they bought the house. Well, the way they treat Macaulay Culkin, I honestly think that might be the only way he's allowed in and out of the house. <laughs> I don't know, they really inspire me how I'm going to treat you from now on, Abby. No. Yeah, no, it's not going to be great. It's remote still. A whole cheese pizza yeah. all to himself. Yeah. I love to have pepperoni. I could totally go for a cheese pizza right now. No, you couldn't. You would feel like garbage You're afterwards. Right, I would feel like garbage afterwards. Yeah. Now, this doesn't have to do with this movie, but it has to do with just uh, Home Alone in general. I came across them when I was doing my research. Somebody just cheekily put in this little piece of trivia about the Home Alone series. They said, of all the cast members of the Home Alone series, Donald Trump is the only one who has been impeached. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. These two I recognize. And I- she was in Dear John. That's what I know her from. The Judd Hirsch sitcom. And he's in, like, he was in everything. He's been in, like, on every TV show ever made. Yeah, there was, I, I don't know why I recognize him, but and it's not just from this. Why is she assuming that he, she's a mother just because she's old? Yeah. What if they just, like, decided to live the, you know. The childless life? Yeah. Well, I I was going to say the, the dual income, no kids anagram, but I'm sitting next to my daughter and felt bad, so I stopped myself. <laughs> it's really hard having you here, Abby. You know how I speak when I'm on this podcast? A way in which there's a reason that you can't listen to it, and then mom just chooses not to listen to it. It's true. I choose not to listen yeah. to it. 
There you go. So what? Five of the kids were theirs of the 75 kids that were in yeah. their house. <laughs> the 75 kids yeah. that were in the house. No, five the seven, of them live there. 75 million. Oh. Okay. Okay. 75 million. All right. Thank See, you. See, he's sleeping in his parents' bed, so you <laughs> would do the same thing? Yeah. Well, but we have the, uh, we have the ND mattress. Oh, the so. yeah. mattress. Uh, so good. This portion of the episode brought to you by Andy. Dreaming. Who sings into a comb? There's so many things that are better microphones than combs. I love Bing Crosby. Yeah. Because uh, Carrie is an 82-year-old woman. Sometimes. All, All the time. All the time. I love White Christmas. I watch it with your grandma all the time. Yes. Joe's mom and I get along very well. Yeah. And you know what, though? Because I'm a more tolerant person, I prefer Black Christmas to White Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> he just he doesn't learn his doesn't learn his lesson i don't really understand a i don't think it would sting if you hadn't shaved yeah i'm pretty sure it's like the irritation of the skin from shaving uh, yeah. combined with now i don't use aftershave generally yeah so who knows see he didn't even pick out the chocolate milk gabby he's a responsible <laughs> human This scene always reminds me of the story your mom told me about the time that she sent you to the store with some money to pick something up for yourself. I actually, you tell the story because I only half remember the story because I never listen to her when she repeats her story. (laughs) She, she told the story about how she gave you some money to go to the store and buy yourself something. Yeah. And you came home with bread, milk, and something else like cheese or something like that. And and when your mom asked why you bought those things. You said it's because that's what you buy when you go to the store. Yeah. There is a, uh, it was an interesting time, again, because I was a lot, I was sent to, he's home alone and just going to this store. I would be sent to the store by myself. I would have to go and buy cigarettes. I remember for, those days, too, being sent to the store with a note signed by my parent to say yeah. I can buy cigarettes. Like, when, when on earth was that okay? Like obviously, the mid '80s, yeah, the mid '80s, <laughs> but like, like that just blows my mind. Like they're like store owners and just the law in general. Like, yep, no holes in that plot for me. No, no way you can fake that. This, she reminds me of Courtney yeah. Thorne Smith from Melrose Place. There you go. That is who she reminds me of. The yeah. last time we watched this movie, I said she's somebody. She's somebody, yeah. and I looked her up, and she's she's not anybody. Yeah. She hasn't she's... done anything beyond this. Ouch! What if she's listening to this? You just made her feel like garbage. She hasn't done anything beyond this, oh. and yeah, it's don't add us. Courtney Thorne Smith. <laughs> Look at yeah. those bags. Yeah, he's just like ugh. Yeah. He was really good. He's actually, he's got a podcast now and stuff like that, too. He's actually quite a funny, like, this experience, while it was really rough on them, like, he came out the other end pretty cool about it. And he ended up dating Mila Kunis for a while. So, I mean, like, everything was pretty much going his way for a bit. Like, he's, how do those lights turn on exactly? Oh, the lights inside the thing? Oh, those looks like, like. Maybe Christmas lights. No, it's not even Christmas lights. It's like two. It's again the guys who are back there are holding lights and they just turn. They get turned on. Yeah. It's yeah. There's really not much to that. It's just like holding. Lift. Yeah. It's just. Is there anything anywhere you go that's like that that scares you? No. no? Not e- not even mommy's work basement today. No. I, I, t- like I took to... them down to the dungeon. Oh, today. that place is a terrifying. And your daughter said about the darkest thing I've ever heard her say. Okay, what did you say, Abby? I I cannot wait to hear this. I don't know. So we were walking by all the shelves where... Okay, you got to understand. I work in a, a 
over 100-year-old building with the yeah. original floors and everything still. Yes. And it used to be the general store in this teeny tiny little town. And we went down to the basement, and I refer to it as the dungeon area because it's very, the, the, the ground's uneven. Yeah. I have to duck to go under the lights and stuff like that. So I said to her, I said, Does it, is it scary down here? And she said, no. I said, not even like a little dungeon-y down here? She's like, yeah, actually, oh, that spot over there, you could hold people, and then you could use the guillotine. Oh, my God. Because I showed them the guillotine when I, I cut I some paper and showed them the guillotine and how it works. I said chopper. <laughs> okay, well, that doesn't make it any better. No, she referred to the guillotine. No, I said chopper. No, you didn't. You said guillotine. I said, I said chopper. Believe me. But anyways, that was the darkest thing I think I've ever heard her say. I don't know. I feel like there's probably been darker stuff, but that's pretty That's pretty good. See, another thing. You could just have fireworks like that. Like... Like, that's just little teeny tiny dynamite sticks, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just... A- oh, I, you know, I always give other people trouble for hitting these things and doing that, and it always ends up being me to be the one, one to do it ten. after I do that. This is not how you count. One, two, ten, that's not how you count well, he was Because he was giving him a fake head start, Abby. And then he blew him away. He pumped his guts full of lead. Well, and to be fair, he said no. he was going to give him the count to ten. Yeah, one. He two, didn't ten. say he was going to count every number up to ten. Keep your change. I love that that movie got so much use in this in this show. Mm. I'm actually kind of surprised if this was made now. I feel like somebody would have made that movie. Like if 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 this was a more recent movie, like as like a comedic thing, somebody would have made like a like the full version of that movie. Really, I think so. Kind of have it as like a prelude to this coming out or something. Or? No, no, it would just be something. It would no happen snakes. way after the fact. Somebody would just make the movie. I know no snakes. You don't know no snakes. Says Harry. Do you know any snakes on planes? No. That's a movie we'll I'll let you watch sometime soon. Yeah, you're gonna no. be a lot older for that one. <laughs> no. A lot no. of swearing in that one. No. Yeah. Well, that's the least of my worries. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded sounded like a snake. Daniel Stern is somebody who, to me, it's kind of crazy that he hasn't been in way more big stuff. Like, really, it's these movies and City Slickers are his big ones, and then everything else is kind of like he was in like Celtic Pride and like uh, Rookie of the Year and all these like weird little things. I was like, he just—I des- feel like he deserved better. Oh, about to see the other Canadian in this movie. Oh, not just any Canadian. He's uh, John Hughes' favorite Canadian, and he's one of my favorite Cana- Canadians of all time. Yeah. Or Canadian, as I'm currently saying it. Oh, Canada. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that guy looks like he reminds me of, oh, what's the name of the guy from A Prairie Home Companion? Uh, Garrison Keeler. He's got that Scream. kind of thing and garrison keeler wrote that book that uh that daddy book that we have the, with the uh the poems in it oh yeah yeah here comes john candy another okay. canadian yeah he was a okay. canadian great oh okay and another one of my favorite movies space okay. so um he actually agreed to do this movie he did it for scale he actually made less money 
than the guy who than the pizza delivery boy <laughs> in this movie. Well, well, no, good he's for him. yeah. Well, he just agreed to do it as a favor to John Hughes, so he worked for scale. He improvised every single line that he did essentially in the movie. Like he's got the basic idea. Uh, these two are obviously really used to improvising around each other because they were in the Second City together and on SCTV and all that stuff. They were friends forever. She actually delivered or was one of the people to deliver the eulogy at his funeral. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I, I just found out today, actually, it was her 40th birthday the day he died. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so the, he agreed to do the day though. And, uh, they, and then, uh, Chris Columbus and John Hughes made this a 23 hour day. Wow. So it was a very, very long one. He's done a couple of movies actually that you could probably watch. Um, probably could watch The Great Outdoors. Oh, you could definitely watch The Great Outdoors. Summer Rental. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is fine. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I like that one. It's Spaceballs. You've got to watch Spaceballs. Spaceballs. No. No, yeah, you'd like it's Spaceballs. It's a parody on Star Wars. Yeah, you'd like that one a lot, Abby. So trust basically me. what they do is they take the Star Wars movie and they kind of make jokes and fun of the whole thing. Yeah. He Ew. he plays he plays Chewbacca, and instead of Jabba the Hut, he plays pizza. There's Pizza the Hut, and it's just a big glob of pizza. <laughs> it's not funny. It is very funny. Mel Brooks is a genius. Oh, I'm sorry. How much money have you brought into this house again? Making classic comedies. Sorry, zero, zero. No, no I've brought. Um, I've brought in. I love the name of their van like too. The OK Heating and <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like who who hires a company called the OK? You know what though? The modesty actually Yeah, that's not enough, Abby. Mel Brooks is worth millions of actually, like hundreds of millions. We're like almost sixty and oh, um and plus Again. pennies. I know, yeah. Yeah, your your whole your whole penny argument is useless. My penny argument is not useless. And Okay, a quarter of a quarter of a penny is yeah. worth a lot. It's not, though. It's a million dollars. No, it's not. <laughs> one penny is one hundredth of a dollar. See? One hundred dollars. Oh, <laughs> you're the worst. He was very self-sufficient. I guess, though, being so, like, like, segregated and mistreated, like, he's used to this. Yeah, he's used to doing a bunch of stuff on his own. Yeah. But he's got a real survival instinct. Would you be smart enough to do this kind of stuff to trick yeah. people into thinking you were there? Or yeah. that you weren't alone? Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, Daddy, Mommy, come here. Yeah. Well, uh, it didn't really And work. then I'd make like a shadow of somebody moving so that they. Yeah. Hey. What would you use for that? Because we don't have a lot of things in we the house. We don't have any mannequins in the basement. Yeah. We don't have a basement either. Well, that's true. true as well. But you, we don't you, have any mannequins. You use my BB-8, but that's not going to get you very far. <laughs> oh, that is a just such a beautiful house. And apparently, like, every house on the block looked like, like not like exactly like that, but were just these, like, wow, this could be the house, this could be the house. Then they saw that one, and they're like, no, but this Kids is the house. Kids are scared of the dark. You're afraid yeah. of the dark, too. The stare, like just the face he has in this movie is just so good. 
I try to think of all the other accommodations of people, and they were also talking even for the for the role of Peter McAllister, the dad, like John Hurd's role. There were all these people they were talking about, like Brian and Cranston and, and the, saxophone like, and a stars. French horn. Yeah, this is a polka band. Yeah, there's there's your clarinet. Yeah, clarinet, clarinet. Yeah. So, I can play Star Wars and Christmas medley. Yeah, she can play a nice Christmas medley. Christmas medley is not a song, honey. It's okay, just so a bunch of little songs. It's, the medley is the fact that it's a bunch. It's a it's only two. Of songs. For nine, it's only two. It's, yeah. Um, so it's not even that much. Jingle bells and Jolly Old Saint Nick. Yeah, really bummed out. I just fa- I found out during my uh, research that uh, somebody who auditioned to play Santa Claus in this was Chris Farley. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think that maybe just his style was just too much for what they wanted. Like, I don't think they needed him to be, like, a lot. Yeah, that would make sense. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like that look of Elf with leather jacket, by the way. I'm trying to remember if that's the guy, if that's the dude from Herman's Head or not. I have to get a better look at him. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it totally is. Like that's that's the voice for sure. I don't know Herman's head. Uh, yeah, inside Herman's head was a great old fox thing, which it was basically the movie. It was basically Inside Out, only it was a comedy about like it was like the different parts of his person personality. Oh, okay. And, and there were a lot of Simpsons people in it too. Yardley Smith was in it, and uh, why am I losing his name? Hank Azaria. I don't want my family. I want my family. Why is this not triggering this guy to go, hey, so what's going on with your family? Like, what's the deal there? Oh, you're all by yourself? Well, please allow me to call the police and get them to keep you safe. There are no responsible adults in this movie. No, everybody's a nightmare. So the closest person to a responsible adult is a polka band leader, so you know you're in rough shape. Everybody said, uh, even Joe Pesci said about Macaulay Culkin, they're like, he's not a kid, he's not a child actor, he's an old man. Yeah. They're like, he was such a pro on set and stuff like that, it's... (laughs) I feel like... I don't have a lot of data to back this up, but I feel like they really went out of their way to try and make Japanese cars bad look bad in movies and TV. Because that was a Honda right there, and they're like, oh, what a piece of whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was always, like, that kind of thing, but, like, you'd never see them... Well, you'd never see them do that with a Buick, but it's all changed now because now it's based on reality instead of... Stereotypes and stuff. Yeah, well, no, but it's there was never a stereotype that the Japanese vehicles were bad. Just that, I think they just didn't want to make it look like it was. It should be the replacement for the American car. Yeah. Or the Canadian car, a moose. A moose. Like on his hat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that looks like a straight up roots hat. It it kind of does actually. Has a beautiful church. Mm-hmm. It I reminds am, me a lot of my name's church back in Lindsay. Yeah, we are not religious folk, but I do love me old buildings. And in St. Catharines, there are some beautiful old, like, like two hundred year old churches and stuff like that. Yeah. This was a scene they were actually really worried 
about this scene because this was going to be like the like the most real acting he had to do and the most he had to do all at once, like as far as remembering a lot of lines and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And they said basically he delivered this like he was doing a play. He delivered the entire thing perfectly every time. And they were just like, like everybody was just In all like of them. jaw dropped. None more so than even Robert's uh, there because he's uh, Robert's blossom there because like, acting across the kid you're expecting it's going to be like problematic and whatever it's just nope go 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 that is the lightest church service i've ever seen for like a christmas yeah like this is theoretically christmas eve's mass and christmas eve's mass is bigger than christmas day's mass yeah like you're you go on christmas eve to do mass and like nobody showed up i'm like this poor church I don't even know how they keep up with their stained glass maintenance. So many graven images, too. I have a real problem with that. I actually went to a uh, Catholic wedding one time, and they had these statues representing the uh, uh, the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And the one was, thou shalt not make any graven images. But no. it was a graven image. They did it on a graven image. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't think they really understand what it means. His face is just <gasps> because it was it was a thing of Jesus. Oh, see, maybe if he smiled a little more, people wouldn't think he was going to murder. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he does brilliant there with the, just the nods and stuff like that. Actually, how well this scene went actually led to the a completely different ending. Well, not a completely different ending, but an ending for the uh, movie that was different than what they had intended. So what we do see at the end is when he's uh, reconciling with his family and stuff. Originally, it was supposed to be like a silly, like, oh, so what were you doing here? And he's like, oh, just hanging around. And it was going to be like a freeze frame, like comedic freeze frame kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw this, I thought this was, like, some kind of secret, like, oh, he's Santa? Oh, I could see that in the making sense, yeah. So, like, he was, like, kind of his guardian angel, like, kind of thing. And... Yep. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Abby wanders off when she watches the movie. Yeah. Mom, off your phone. I'm just looking up information on some of the cast, babe. Why? Yeah. Because that's part of what we do here is talk about like trivia and stuff like that, honey. Oh. Oh. Do you have any trivia? Oh. You didn't come here prepared at all, did you? What's trivia? What's trivia? Trivia is all the little information about the movie and stuff like that. Cool. Like basically everything I've been saying. Cool. Cool. So we have to talk. Yeah, no, I know. I was just gonna say, so have you thought about any of the traps you might want to make? Um, well um one thing I would do is I'd take the fire extinguisher. Uh-huh. It's pretty similar to the one um that Kevin made, but um I'd put like a bunch of fire extinguishers everywhere. Okay. Well, most people don't have a bunch just sitting in their house. And then I'd have no water anywhere. And um, I would like 
electrify the um sink, like all the sinks. So when he tries to put water on his head because um there's fire and then um and then um he get electrocuted. That's actually a pretty good one. It's not bad. You're 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 as sick a murderer as Kevin McAllister. That's good to know. I would do a lot of like, like take out a it stair, like you like make one stair like all kind of wonky. So when they step on it, it would collapse, and then they would go back down the stairs, probably break an ankle or something like that. My trap would not be very good because I'm afraid of hamsters. I'd use a hamster. <laughs> I just buy a bunch of hamsters and I put them all over the floor so it bite bite your toes. No, they would all just escape. That's all hamsters. <laughs> would be nowhere near That's us. That's why I said I wouldn't be very good at this because they would just escape. But yeah. man, I'd, I'd stick a hamster on somebody if I wanted to scare them. <laughs> I don't like I don't like rodents. I don't like hamsters, and we have one. Yes, it's my hamster, and I want a bunny and a rat. The look on the old man's face there was one of I should really be like like come across as a nicer person so I can make adult friends to have these conversations with. He was just like, <laughs> oh, like he's like literally I'm having to get all this like th- this advice about my family and stuff from the from the nine year old across the street. It's an eight year old. Oh, is it eight year old? Yeah. Even worse. Specifically, you're almost said. you're almost nine. And you have not made us a single million dollars yet. Well, it's not my fault. What are you slacking fault. for? It is your fault. It what is your fault. You? What are you doing, Mommy? Ha <laughs> ha. Our entire job was to have you guys so that you could be famous and we could siphon off your money until you realize that we've been doing it. You then uh, file for uh, emancipation. emancipation. No. Then you'd be free, but I've already put our money in the Caymans, so it's... Daddy? Like, what? No. No, why not? Because As I make parent... my money for me. Oh, you you don't know how to I, deal with it. Because um, you give me your money for allowance. Yeah, so the, just all that. So that I make my money for me, but I have to give it to you. No, he's setting up the truck, yay. Yeah, so at the very least, you could give us an allowance. I can think about... No, I will never give you an allowance. Because you, you don't deserve it. Why oh. are sidewalks well, not this clear anymore? Well, the reason that these sidewalks are this clear is because it hadn't been snowing. You can really tell. Like, when you look at the snow, it looks like bubbles. It kind of does, actually. Yeah, it's... It actually, it's 100% right bubbles. There. It is, yeah. It's right there. Right. There's just bubbles yeah. right there. I remember... Uh, I just want to look at his plan sheet. Yes, which I, actually they made him, they made Macaulay Culkin make it. Oh, he actually He actually drew that. So. Get ready. I picture, I, w- I would love to have made like just, again, like an internet short or something like that. Oh, those would hurt. Those would hurt a lot. And uh, any parent who had kids... Who had micro machines knows all about this. I feel like this is something he should have done like way earlier. I feel like they would take a lot longer. Like these guys are, these guys said they were coming at nine. It's like 10 to nine and he's only just prepping the freezing. What was that? I'm not entirely sure, but he pulled it from the barbecue. (laughs) Yeah, that's what freaks me out. Like, did he, did he heat it up on the barbecue or that's why it's it's a heater of some sort. Yeah, it looks like an element. Yeah. But no, I it's was... like, Daddy. Yeah. Um, it 
Like, you know those fly swatter things? It uh-huh. kind of looked like that, except without the fly swatter thing on it. Yeah, except the fly swatter thing doesn't heat up to, like, 900 degrees uh, and become red hot. That I know of. Like He's really thought of. Part. I, I really give him credit, because he thought of every entrance. Like, I wouldn't have thought of every entrance. He's like, oh, they might come in the window, so I better set something up there. Yeah. He's like, I would have had stuff at the doors. Yeah, because, like... Obviously, you have to have it at a I, door. I Even like a two-year-old would do that. No, the two-year-old would just, like, poop themselves. I like them. how prompt <laughs> these guys are, too. They're, we're going to go back at 9 o'clock. It's 8.57. we got to wait. What? <laughs> no, I'm just... What uh, accents did you land on there? Why? I have no idea. I'm just doing voices. I'm you not didn't good do at Joe this. Pesci or Daniel Stern. I don't do voices. You know these things. Yeah, Mommy. Yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah, Daddy. Yeah, it's like an old Western guy and Frank Stallone were having this conversation. We've done this for exactly one hour, 29 minutes, and 24 seconds. Yes. <laughs> Except that we're not that far into this episode for real because we had a big gap period when we had to put the son to bed. Because Carrie decided that it would be okay to share with him that we were doing this without him right before we recorded. And he had a little meltdown. It wasn't me. Who did this? Daddy. Oh, Abby Daddy. did it. No, I no, no, it was Daddy. him asking all about what this is oh, and yeah. he, him wanting to set up and then you letting him put the, the headphones on and understanding oh. what it was that we were doing. This is it. Can't get scared yeah. now. Of course you can't get scared now. You could just yeah. hide under a bed like somebody who's like, oh, I'm a two-year-old. No, because you know what bed. happens? The people who go under the bed, they call Liam Neeson and Liam Neeson reminds them that they're about to get taken. <laughs> You're yeah. too young for that reference. And that you're all alone. So there, I didn't Santa go... Santa th- Claus. I Who's did, Santa Claus? I didn't do all the... Uh, I didn't read all up on it, but some doctor wrote like a report on this movie about what the real injuries would have been <sighs> to this guy. And the first one was that BB would have absolutely pierced skin through... The, the uh, through the clothes and stuff like that, but they were talking about like the iron hitting the face and what like how that potentially would have killed him and like all these kind of. But they went through like all the big injuries and stuff like that. Kind of like the uh, the Mythbusters. Of... <laughs> yeah, and they said like legit, this one would have embedded in his skull. Really? Well, it's and fine. like based on the distance and stuff like that right and like and assuming a certain amount of pumps and stuff like that it's probably like um the robbers it's probably like they're probably like somebody that he knows like kevin knows these are rough i'm gonna tell you right now i mean there is no trick to what you're about to see people just did this this is that's just a man slamming on the ground, like on concrete. Yeah. And over and over and over again, they have to do it to get the shots right. And so, which is why you'll see a lot of the times they have multiple angles of this. They had one, uh, oh, they had one camera. I think they called it like the chicken camera or something, where they just kept it on the wide on the wide shot, just so they they at least got the shot on something. And then they ended up using that because it was this teeny tiny camera. They would use it for all sorts of things, like um, the uh, the going between the legs thing from before, for example. And then when the iron drops, the put like the point of view of the iron, they use that. They literally just dropped it down the thing. Uh, but that was how they got most of these kind of shots to make sure that they didn't like. 
waste anything because imagine doing one of these and then the camera operator saying no they didn't get the shot there was a problem so they had one that was just kind of focused at infinity and doing its thing but like that legitimately again he just went down stuntmen are bananas uh i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday actually who was telling me about uh, i guess disney is uh developing these robots that do stunts and I was kind of like, I didn't understand what he was talking about. And then he showed me, and he basically, there were these, on like a trapeze, there were uh, robots that were swinging, and it's the motions, like, mimicked a human perfectly. They could get it to do, like, like when it let go, do backflips, and then they got it, and it, like, reached out like it was, like, flying, and it did all these poses. They looked 100% human, like, the, the motions and stuff. So all you got to do is throw some clothes and some, like prosthetics on to make it look like a person and that you could really eliminate the danger for stuntmen for a lot of these things and without eliminating the jobs because they'd still have to be there to coordinate and consult and do all that stuff without actually putting their life on the line so i thought hmm. that was really cool and for the second one um the kid was smart enough to know that yeah. they would um like like that they would do this like yeah. they would pull it down and move it out of the way, but then he, um, but he did none of it. So he's like, okay, maybe he's not that smart this year. Yeah, I'll tell you something. A little known fact, Abby. Well, a little known by you. I have not used an iron since you've been born. Neither have I. <laughs> we don't iron. We just steam things or get them wet again and throw them back in the dryer. That would be awful. Yeah, that would I, hurt. I burnt my hand cooking supper today, and that was bad enough. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. That would feel fantastic, though. Oh. <laughs> he, really, he really does do... Uh, <laughs> oh. That, <laughs> that is disgusting. I like that that did continue into the next movie, too, mm-hmm. though, that that like, oh. thing was still there. Um. Uh, so I learned this during my research. I wear, so he's barefoot here, but he's not barefoot. He's wearing rubber feet. Well, yeah, like there's some scenes that you can see later that you yeah. can tell the feet aren't real. I didn't realize that, but also that is exactly what they did with uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Oh, when sense. in his barefoot scenes too, I didn't realize that. It makes total sense, mm-hmm. but I just I don't know. Yes, and also, um, like. When he stepped into it, I kind of noticed that it would be rubber feet because it went, like, in, but he wasn't bleeding. Well, that was a little bit of a trick, Abby. His feet were in front of the nail. So, like, if if I'll show you here. So the nail's here. He put his foot over to the side in front of the camera. So then when he went down, it looked like it went in, but it was, in fact, it was behind his foot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> he gets burnt so much in this. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, it's an egg. It's an egg. <laughs> the top. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. It looks yes. like the yolk and then the tough to hair. Well, I was just thinking like an egg shape, not like a splatted open egg. So that was confusing to me. <laughs> what? Yeah, these scenes where you see him running outside, yeah. you can really tell the, the feet aren't real. Yeah. My problem with him, though, is why he was almost all the way up. He's now got all that stuff figured out. Why wouldn't he just continue up that way? Yeah. He's like, okay, I've got, like, it's like when you do, like, a video game, and you almost beat the level, and then you're like, oh, instead I'm just going to do the level a totally different way this time, even though I had it figured out. 
that iron thing too, like the makeup on that looks so good because it looks yeah. so imprinted in his face, which is quite the opposite, obviously. That's the most, that would be the most annoying part is his like taunting. Chris yeah. Columbus says this is his least favorite of all of the uh, pranks I... because like everything else was basically designed to murder and this one was designed to just get him a little messy. <sighs> That one looks like fun. That one, I feel like they just did that one for the trailers so people wouldn't be like, oh my god, this is dark. Yeah. I love that he checks everywhere but the floor. Yeah. Oh, this would be awful. I picture doing this with Legos. Imagine yeah. like having just like a, like a dark hallway that was completely Legos. Oh. I've stepped on Legos a couple yeah. times in our son's room. What was that I've one? Stepped on Legos that yeah. What was the video? Uh, it was like somebody had a treadmill barefoot, and the person kept feeding Legos onto the treadmill, and they'd have to like run, and they were yeah. stepping on the Legos the whole time. Ow. <laughs> 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 Why are you trying uh. to get chicken? Oh, to be called a moron by a child. That's emasculating. Apparently he improvised that line. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know, like, like in what moment. I don't think he was just sitting there. They're like, oh, throw out a line, and he just said it. Same, okay. Kind of the same thing in the second movie, because he keeps moving away um, because of the bricks, and yeah. he keeps hitting Marv. Yeah. He's, like, smart enough to move, and Marv isn't. Yeah. And a, a lot of this, too, has a lot of, uh, like, assuming he's a master of kind of human nature. Because he's like, okay, so naturally when they come up, they're going to think I did this, so then they're going to go this way. Like, he had to, like, do a lot based on assumption. They yeah. could have easily, like, just gone, did one different thing, and then everything falling apart on him. And they'd be, like, pulling his body parts off of him right now. <laughs> the one thing I can't I never confirmed in this because he says my name's Murphy and the way he talks I was like was he being Robocop there because he sounds exactly like Robocop again this was a big like this could have been the end for him yeah this is this was a scene Daniel Stern w refused to do more than once they did not do any this the scream you're about to hear is his one hundred percent real scream on set at it the time. Would have been mine too. And no also way. the tarantula had not been devenomized. So he was really concerned that screaming was gonna freak him out the spider. Yeah. And then the uh, handler had to say, No, spiders don't have ears. They can't hear you. No, so it was, screaming no. doesn't screaming doesn't don't do care. It. This is somehow this other one is worse. So I, I don't want a tarantula on me, don't get me wrong, but then the crowbar. See, that also doesn't work. That would have, like, the, you could see the way that rope's going. He would just stop in the middle. Yeah. Because it's not on a decline. It is cool that he so built, like, a bike ring. Pulled across. Yes. <laughs> he's turning <laughs> on him. Yes. This would destroy you. This would put your ribs Ooh. into your lungs. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Why would you do that? Well, because he was trying to murder a tarantula. I, I know. Tarantula, just the way they move. 
Why do you like it? I'm so glad. I, I'm so glad now that Abby is of the age that we can show all these movies to him. I mean, we we we've given her some of them pretty early. We gave Beetlejuice pretty early and stuff like that. But, but she loved it. Oh yeah, absolutely. See, that's a hundred percent not him. <laughs> uh, it's not a bad little treehouse. Yep. Well, it was. How gross would that uh, sleeping bag be that's yeah, up there, though? It's just like, that. especially like it had been snow, like according to the, the like the movie itself, it had been snowing. It had been. But it's bubbles. And I literally just saw it's bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, I feel like, like it should be just instant snow instead, like a million packs of instant snow. Well, I think it's just a price thing, Abby. I think that they do have, like, snow machines that they can make. They actually crush down giant ice blocks and mm -hmm. shoot that everywhere. But that melts, right? So then you'd have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Whereas if you use it, this is like a foam shooter kind of thing. That foam will just sit there until you remove it or wash it away. There is one scene in this that actually has, like, real snowy morning. And I believe that's the house at the end there uh like in the last scene uh they actually were on call where everybody understood that the day it snowed because it hadn't snowed for a long time and they were all under the understanding that the day that it snowed they would all drop what they were doing and go to set like even if they were on a different set they would go to the house to shoot the scenes that they needed he's so smart he has everything he needs like yeah. okay i guess i if i need to sleep out yeah. here then the strength that that would have taken to like go through that rope to something but yeah we'll, we'll we'll suspend some disbelief seeing as these guys have survived everything that's already happened to them i'm really self-conscious of my own voice now with all the oh the chase just so much land well it's a huge house have you seen the size of the house yeah no i hear you i hear you yeah, Daddy, have you seen the size of but the house? But it was such a big house, it's almost like you wouldn't need all the extra stuff because they're doing everything inside. They're not, like, having... Uh, Trampoline or a pool. Yeah, well, they, they it doesn't feel like they're having barbecues. So the, the set that's coming up was also shot in the high school but at a different spot. So down here, because obviously they couldn't flood... A proper stage. So this is actually shot in the swimming pool at the high school. Really? Ooh. So yeah, they emptied these. The swimming pool was empty, and they shot it down inside, and then it was running water into the pool. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, but it's just amazing that like everything was basically within feet of each other, like and including all their offices and stuff like that too. And it's like a really economic way because John Hughes refuses to shoot in Hollywood. He wants to always shoot in Chicago. So he wants to stay outside of the Hollywood system. So. so he actually accidentally bit him there. And Macaulay Culkin had a scar on his finger from where really? Joe Pesci bit him. Uh. But it he was, is home. Yeah. No, that's not no, his that's house. The, that's the, the neighbor's, neighbor's house. The street That they already robbed and flooded. Yeah. Isn't that just the worst part, though? It's like, oh my god, we've been robbed. Oh, and our house has been destroyed by mm -hmm. being flooded. Oh, yeah. I thought that was his house. 
Yeah, why did... Oh, it's oh he gave the opposite address. I That's would just why say he that, said his name was Murphy. Yeah. Because it's the Murphy's house across the street. Yeah. Um, so... Yes. Yes. I don't get it. Because huh. remember when he lost his gold tooth? That was yeah. still in the other house. Yes. But then, at the end, the dad um, yeah. goes in... Yeah, no, he they lost it in this, in Kevin's house. Yeah, remember, because they got hit in the face with the paint cans in Kevin's house. Ah. There you go. This is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. It is a good song. If the right person sings it, I like it. If you have yourself a merry little Christmas. But yeah, it's one Dude. of those. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. I'm not hurt at all. There's, there's a version of this where he has guys on the outside come and murder that kid. <laughs> there's no... Like that would be an obsession. Yeah. So what has he left? What has he left for Santa? His a bunch of carrots. It's the cutest little tree. It really is. Are those like the the presents that were like in the house? Like they had them stashed somewhere else, or did he wrap and put all those presents under the tree? I think he wrapped them because they're all from him. They're to his mom from oh, Kevin, and yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he was out shopping. Where did he get the money? Oh, he stole it, he stole from, it from Buzz. Buzz. But he had a lot of cash. Oh, apparently. So this is, again, another completely improvised bit where he's talking about, uh, like, he talks about leaving his kid at, like, the funeral home or whatever. Getting sleepy, baby? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sleepy. I'm no, not yawning. Is... No, but you're stretching. Everybody, you. I'm not yawning. <laughs> May it be on the record that Abby's not yawning. I'm yawning. Yeah. You're yawning. I've been yawning the entire movie. The only person no, who's not yawning is the one who slept the least. Yes, but we already know you are a machine that requires wait, little wait, to no everybody, sleep. Everybody, what did my wife just call me? Let's say that again. You're a machine. Yes, I've never no, denied stop that. that. Stop that. I've yes. never denied it. Da, 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 I don't daddy. understand yeah. how you function. You yeah. need to know the movie Home Alone. Hey, I do know the movie Home Alone. No, you don't. We're not watching Home Alone. This is all a dream. Oh. You're getting a pretty good sleep there, babe. Yeah, sweet. Thank God, finally. Don't be so close to the mic. There you go. Wow. Uh, so this here's this like was the dream. this is the only time it snowed. This is the not a real time. movie. This is all a dream. This is the only this is the only time it snowed during the entire shooting of the movie though. And literally it was one of those mornings they were on the set and somebody was like, It's snowing outside and everybody literally just ran out Boom, the door. Gone. Gotta get that shot. I don't like all the red on red. He's got the red jammies on the red sheets and like they break it up oh, with right. a pattern, which is fine. Poinsettia, so we know they also don't have cats because that would kill their cats. Yep. That would be the thing. That that would be a, a new version of this. It's like Home Alone, but they also have a bunch of cats, and those things just eat them people. Here's something. See, and you have this really nice moment. In a moment here, when the when the mom gets home and gets in, and they have that moment, and it completely gets ruined, in my opinion, by the people showing up five seconds later. Mm. It's just like you. She went through all that for them to have all showed up safely. Like, Safely and easily, just moments after mm -hmm. her. 
Like she's like, I'm taking. I'm. This is so much work to get here. I finally got here. Five seconds late. Five seconds later. Yeah. Oh, everybody's here. I could have gone on that flight yeah. that they went on. Yeah. I feel like budget wouldn't have let people like just ride, ride in, in the, the back. back. <laughs> That's just something well, that occurred we used to, to me. ride in the back of station wagons back in the day. So. I legitimately, yeah. no word of a lie, rode to a five-pin bowling alley in the trunk of somebody's car because that was totally okay. I've rode, rode in the, like, like, and this wasn't Varsity Blues, but I was, like, riding in the bed of somebody's truck, and I remember oh, yeah. they hit we a big bump, and I, was like, like I like, got air. It was freaking horrible. Yeah. We used to ride it's in like, the I bed of the truck all the time. And then he, he used just the force. So mad. He used the, well, he, I think he has a right to be mad, don't you? They left him. Yes. For days. I'm like, how like, dare you? Like, you wrecked me. <laughs> how dare you do this to me? Yeah. And then, like, and the thing is, yeah. she can't even accept. Oh, he's fine with it. He's a forgiving lad. But the worst part is, too, like, there's no explanation for him. Like, like, there's no, oh, well, it was a simple mistake because the count was done and we think that it was your neighbor and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like, but we counted all the kids and all that stuff. There's actually a scene, too, because then they were like, why did they have the extra ticket? Mm-hmm. Like, they why, where was his ticket? Like, when they went in, why so didn't they realize? Uh, they. Uh, there's a, the scene when everything gets spilled on the stuff and they throw stuff in the garbage. You see his ticket gets thrown in the garbage. Oh, really? Yeah, with the paper towels and all that, you see his ticket. See, I thought it got lost when they get there and they bump into the woman taking the tickets and they all get mixed together. No, no. Or is that part two that I'm thinking of? Maybe. Yeah, that's part two. He is... I, I feel bad for him in that he is built to do this kind of a role, this, like, bully kind of role. But, like, that's it. Like, he, he could never be, like, the nice kid role because he just looks like the bully. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes me, like, really sad. I would I would have liked for them to have skipped ahead in time a little bit. Even that evening, them showing up would have been okay. Yeah. Like, it's like, they show up, like, they hear, hear the car show come up or something like that, and they're, like, sitting together on the couch or something. It's like, oh, my God, they made it back or whatever. Yeah. But them showing up right after is like, oh, everything's special. Like, her entire journey... Just to show how much she was willing to go through to get back as quickly as she could is completely ruined by, yeah. oh, you could have got there at the same time. Yep. But the... Uh, he went shopping. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, but they tried really hard because that was one thing they said they really had to focus on was the idea of, A, you had to make it believable that he could be left home alone, and they tried to close every possible plot hole on that. But that also, that she wouldn't be hated for, like, like she wouldn't be considered a monster for having done it. So mm-hmm. they, they they gave every excuse that it was just, like, a simple mistake type thing, and then obviously all of her reaction, and Catherine O'Hara, just a genius, made it, made it work perfectly. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, so this ending was never supposed to happen. Like I said, it was supposed to end essentially in the lobby, in the uh, foyer there, uh, with him just like a, what do you know, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. then assuming a rap song about the plot of the movie. But this is a nice ending, too. Oh, no, it's wonderful. closure to the neighbor who... Yeah, uh, well, otherwise he's completely unimportant. Yeah. It's just like, ah, I'm sure whatever happens, happens. I think they should have, like, made it another plot point like do an epilogue where like kevin ends up marrying that girl like he becomes close <laughs> friends with the neighbor and he meets he meets her and they become like childhood like 
They're like high school sweetheart kind of things. Uh, and that was Barack Obama who played the son. His face <laughs> is just... <gasps> I was waiting for somebody to acknowledge that ridiculous line that I said, but nobody did. Nobody listens to me in this house. It's awful. Yeah, we do, Daddy. See. Yeah, you don't listen in the I do, too, all the time. Great name, Matt Bing. Sounds better if you don't have a cold. All right, guys, that is it. That is the movie, and we thank you so much. And I thank my beautiful wife and daughter for joining us. Uh, Abby, you want to maybe plug your show and tell people how they can find you? Uh, My um, YouTube channel is Abby's Super Toys. Yeah, so you can look that up and find her on there. That's a fun thing. And she does, and she does her toy opening and stuff. You can do that for the kid, for for your kids. Carrie, what YouTube show do you have? I don't. She brings no creativity in this house, guys. I, I really don't. She's a creative you succubus. A, She's just, have, just what? You guys have a vlog. Oh no, yeah, not, we're not we're, yet. We're, not we're yet. working on setting. We are in the planning stages of something, but working on tastes like yes. Yes, that is true. We are working on a food blog together that's called Taste Like Yes. And I'm actually on it, so. Well, honey, it doesn't exist. Making the blondies. It doesn't exist yet, so really you're just making up a fake thing right now. Yeah, we haven't signed up yet. We we need to buy the website and stuff still. Yeah. You got to go to the website store and buy it. All right, so in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for li- for listening to us as always, and a Merry Christmas to you. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Miscast Podcast. I'm uh, at JK Finley. You can find Todd at Miscast Todd if we care about him today. It's Christmas, of course, we care about him. Uh, on Instagram, find us at Miscast Commentary, and I'm at JK Finley. Oh, thank you, Abby. And <laughs> she's reading the credits very wonderfully. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, go and visit us on uh, MiscastCommentary.com. Email us, podcast at MiscastCommentary.com. All those wonderful things. So, yeah, just a little bit, too, that uh, the uh, theme for Home Alone, that do-do-do-do-do, is called Somewhere in My Memory by John Williams. They all have actual names in here. Uh, so, yeah, until next time, guys, uh, we will see you uh, this Friday, actually, with a coming attractions episode mm-hmm. thank you you're not going to be a part of this coming attraction so don't you worry about it. uh <laughs> so uh yeah I'll, I'll be doing the coming attractions episode i will see you next week we're gonna say goodbye to 2019 thank god and yes no because i want it to still be 2019. No, for adults, this year was a dumpster fire, and we're going to be getting nope. rid of it. Nope. Nope. Uh, you I'm going to nope it, and you can't nope my nope. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's been playing too much Exploding Kittens. <laughs> no. You can't nope my nope. I'm just going right. to nope it, and you All have right. no nope. Well, okay. this is where Abby's clearly got off the, she, off the rails. She's tired. We can so, see the gloss. So we are now going to say goodbye Say Merry Christmas, and we will see you next time. This has been Miscast Commentary with your hosts, Joe Finley and Todd Murray. Executive producer, Joe Finley. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. 
Visit www.miscastcommentary.com for all news related to the podcast. Miscast Commentary is a Miscast Media Production.